you primitive screwheads listen up i got news for you pal you ain't leading but two things right now jack and shit jack left town well hello mr fancy pants in my office and I heard a rocket. Describe the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? I'm in my
What up, everyone? DJ Nervous. And DJ Neko. I'm back, back bitches. <laughs> she is back, no doubt about it. Uh, it's been a while. How was the trip? It was good. It was only a month, so I was, you know... The shorter ones are sometimes harder than the longer ones because you do... You, it takes maybe a week to get yourself acclimated to your... Because we work 12-hour shifts seven days a week. So it takes a little bit to get used to your shift work. Yeah, I think I'm, like, trying to get acclimated for you to be back here because I've already screwed up the intro here twice. I know. <laughs> so, like, I'm already fucking up the show, so bear with us. Uh... A lot to get to today, but we're going to try to keep this... You're really steamrolling. I didn't finish my sentence. Man managing this. <laughs> well, Damn. yeah, you'd be on there forever about the ship, so... I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I had a good trip. You're happy when I make money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Daddy likey. Uh, He's oh. just doing the hand thing where you're the like... Cash. Cash the me cash. out, baby. Yeah. Uh, so we do have a lot to get to. Um, if you didn't see our posts on the Facebook pages, we're going to be doing a contest. Um, so once you've heard this episode, going into next week, uh, you could be able to DM me, PM me privately, and give me your answers. First, you need to go to Metal Tavern Radio's Facebook page. Either that, or my private page, or the Metal Brigade fan page. So, we've got the Metal Tavern Radio Brigade group. We also have the Metal Tavern page. You have to send it privately. Do not go on there and respond when we say, Hey, it's been posted, and you're like, Oh, I know the answer. No. Yeah, if you do it publicly, you're automatically disqualified. I don't want to be the dick, but in fairness to everybody... You, you know, have to like our page, though, because if you answer and you don't like our page, then we're not giving you a prize. That's DJ Necco's rule, so do it. Although, I have to be fair, Sky Nielsen Productions uh, promotions have been helping us a lot yes, with that. Yes, they have. So much appreciated for everyone who's been checking out the episodes and you know liking the pages and feedback and whatnot. Uh, the, the, the contest is going to have a prize of uh, DJ Neko has been dabbling with her mother doing which is Hotchpot Boutique doing Like us on Facebook H-O-C-H-E Hotchpot that is the French word for Hodgepodge Boutique We make jewelry We make scrunchies We make hats we make light, uh, light, light switch covers. We do French memo boards, but we haven't had a lot of orders for those lately, so they haven't been our forefront. Um, with Christmas coming around, we do little mini Christmas trees, just a couple, because they take a long time, and they're kind of expensive, and they don't sell. Like Most of our stuff is very reasonably priced, but what we're going to do for this contest is make it metal-themed. You want a pair of of heavy metal, your favorite band, earrings, or if you want it just to say, like, heavy metal or whatever. Yeah, it'd be your choice of the artist or artists that you're interested in. We actually sent a bracelet out to one of our friends in the U.K. a couple of years back. She chose out certain bands uh, that she wanted us to represent on that. So uh, 
the, the stuff that I posted in the pictures are just examples of what you can get. Yeah, it's not the exact thing you're getting. You right. can pick what you want. Yeah, so don't fear that you have to have what I showed in the pictures. You can choose whatever band or if you have some ideas for pictures. And if we can do it, we will do that for you as well. But at the end of the day, later in this episode, I'm going to be asking you a question, trivia question. Uh, it's a two-parter. I don't care how you find the answer. Obviously, people are going to either go on the Internet or they may already know it, whatever the case. Uh, private message me as soon as you figure it out. And then if you're the number one person that responds first, you will be the winner. And I will announce that or DJ Neko will. Um, so like I said, I'll get to that question a little later. Um, I do want to clear up something about the band Diaspora from Norway. I've, I've played a lot of their stuff the last few weeks. Uh, from their new album, Beyond the Black Sun. It's not theirs, actually. It's one guy's project. Uh, Christopher... I uh, feel bad because I already forgot the name. Or you can't pronounce it. Christopher Iverson. So, apparently he has some guest performers on this record. I initially thought it was like a collective of guys, like a regular band, but it's actually a solo project by this gentleman from Norway so I just wanted to clear that up because I kind of made it sound like it was a bunch of other people involved even though they were guest appearances but this is the brainchild of Christopher Iverson from Norway so just to sort that out uh, today I've got some new stuff from Abnormal Foscore, uh, Ivory Tower Heretic Brazil uh, Mortuary also got some Orbiter uh, gonna play some more Black Mountain for you in a rock block um some new corn. I uh, actually enjoyed the new record. Not still not like the old stuff, but it was it's, it was really it's, strong. It's not uh y'all want to sing a little fuck that. It's got, well, that. it has that vibe. <laughs> I love See, that but song. the problem is like <laughs> on the new record they have some songs that are definitely like sort of like mainstream rap stuff that I, I love just, it. But the other stuff is more classic corn stuff. So one of those tracks I'm gonna play for you, which is probably my favorite track from it. Uh, What's your favorite corn uh, album? It's probably the first one. I it's think so heavy and dark. I love it. I, I, I like Life is Peachy. Life is Peachy is up there. So is Follow the Leader. And Follow the Leader. I like the first one. I just Life is Peachy has a good nostalgia for me. Um, we had it, you, you know, back in the olden days for you young bucks out there. Not everybody had, had CD players in their car. and They actually make a... The first corn record on tape. Well, well, Life is Peachy is on tape mm -hmm. because that's what we used to do. My boyfriend at the time had a giant van and we would all pile into... I'm not your first? No, no, we're not. So my boyfriend at the time, he had this giant van and we would pile into his mom's van and we'd listen to corn. Life is Peachy. Because not everything, because this was the late 90s. Not everything. They were starting to move away from tapes, and more things were on CD. But then cars were still being made with uh, tape players, so it was kind of fun. So that's kind of what it is with me with Life Is Peachy. The, the, the album's really good, but it's a lot of nostalgia. Yeah. Well. So anyway, I got new stuff from them. Um, a lot of music today I've got from a lot of promotional and label sites that do uh, work with me. Vlad Promotions, Grand Sounds Promotion, Inverse Records, Metal Message, and Zenocorp. So I've got tracks from bands from them. We're going to kick off today, though, with a classic noobs fun track called The Lynch Lawyer Death Squad by Hurricane. Nice!
Here's Patrick from the Canadian Trash Metal Band Reanimator, and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. All right, DJ Newis, back with you on Metal Tavern Radio Podcast with my co-host. DJ Nico. So she's back in the house. I am. So uh, I know we kind of dabbled on this before you left, but... I think both of us have kind of gone through this, like, cat withdrawal. I know. We used to have so many cats, and it wasn't even, like, a conscious choice. We do love animals. We have two rabbits right now and one cat. But what ends up happening to us, 90% of our animals are given to us, or we find them. Rescues. They're completely rescued. One of our cats, back in the day, was thrown out of a car, a moving vehicle, in front of our house, and... It was a nice day in September, so I had the windows open, and I heard him meowing. It's the only reason we got this cat. I wasn't even going to keep him until we realized how sweet and lovable he was, because we already had two cats. We didn't need a third, but we did need a third. Because yeah, Nubis was all on the ready to send him to the SPCA, and then, like, there was a moment I walked in, she was still sleeping, probably like a Saturday or Sunday, and he was in there with her, and... Just right up in her chest, had his paws around her neck, and he was just, like, sleeping with her. And I'm like, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> we were, it was one morning, it was it was probably Sunday morning, or, or Saturday, he was being crazy, because he was such a crazy kitten. Still, he was a crazy adult cat. He was just so energetic. He was bouncing all around the bed, like, running around, and then he stopped on me, and he put his paws on my face, and he goes, no, no, don't, no, be careful. And then he starts kissing me. And after that, I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting rid of this cat at all. He was really a lovable and fun cat. It was so sad because he was a good cat. And he was so, like, well-behaved. And people who say they didn't like cats, they're like, man, I really like Azzy. He's a good cat. He just got, he had diabetes. And it was just... He got sick constantly from his diabetes and ended up with pancreatitis and... Yeah, it was a nightmare. He was so sick and we we did everything we could. And even when he's on his deathbed, crawling down to the litter box to use it, just such a good boy. But anyway, we always had multiple cats. Yeah, and we, you know, we all been thinking about, like, past cats with Azzy, Abigail... Audrey. Audrey. (laughs) You know, sorry, but, like, we were kind of looking through the cat um, catalog for SPCA just because I think, I think we were thinking about getting kittens so they can bond. Like, one of the problems with having rescues is that they don't always get along. Like, even though they try to But you can always fully... rescue a family, and that was our next goal. Like, when we get new, a new fa- family, we're going to rescue, like... But, you know, you look at the names that they have, and I'm, like, sitting there going... Burt Macklin and Janet Snakehole, and I'm like, those are two of the dumbest fucking names. I showed her, and she's like, well, that's Parks and Rec. I was like, oh, those are genius. I love it. It's Parks. And I'm like, I didn't even know that. So, like, she was all excited. I'm like, oh, my God. And they were little black. That's what we want, black cats. Mm-hmm. We want black cats. Now, I would like to name one Lucy Purr and one Bagheera. Definitely. Bagheera's definitely. So, Lucy Purr and Bagheera. But see, Miss Kitty, we actually, our, our surviving cat, we actually thought she was older than all of our other cats. I, I 
got her from a friend who needed to find a home for her. And we've had her since about, what, 2008, 2009-ish? Mm-hmm. I think it was about a year after we got Audrey. We got Miss Kitty, so 2009. Yeah. And so 10 years we've had her. And this entire time, I was thinking that she like was... four years older. Yeah, four years older. I just assumed for some reason. So I still am in contact with the original owner, and I said, could you send me some pictures of Miss Kitty? I just, I've never seen any baby pictures, and she sent us some, and I was like, oh, God, she's got to be, what, 19 now? She's like, well, I got her in, in 2004. I'm like, oh, man, I'm adding, I'm shaved some years off, so we we definitely feel like happier, because she's been super healthy her entire life, and... He used to say we're pretty big cat fans and we're, we're animal all, fans. In yeah, general. but we're really cat fans. We just love cats. Mm-hmm. So eventually, when we go to get more cats, it's probably going to be at least two or three. <laughs> you know, even if Miss Kitty's here or not. So we'll see how it goes. We just don't want to hurt her feelings. She is not she good with yeah. other. Like she's the alpha now. But you know what? I saw a picture when the futon down here and like. It was her, Azzy, and one other cat. I can't remember which one it was. It had to be Audrey because... Um, but they were all just sitting there. Like, no problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I, I have a picture of her and Audrey. Who? They were mortal enemies. They were on the bed together. Laying, like, not next to... Like, one corner or the other corner. So, they can... But she is now the boss. And she's never been the boss. She's good at being, yeah, like... she had no part of Mickey at mm-hmm. all, so... All right, moving on to our next block of Back music. Back with the music. Yep. Some brand new stuff from Ivory Tower, Heretic Brazil, and Olymp. Check Who? it out. It's a band called Olymp. I, I don't know if it's supposed to be Olympia, but... Olymp? That, yep, that's how they pronounce it and spelled it, so... Kind of right. like heavy metal stuff. Check it out. Strict 
Hey everybody, this is Emmanuel from Cavalor and you are listening to Metal Tavern Radio. DJ Nubus, back with your Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. That is a lamp heavy metal from Osberg, Germany. Special thanks to Metal Message for that providing that track for us. Alright, as per usual with us, we like to talk about trailers of upcoming movies. Yes. So we had a chance to check out finally a couple. Uh, one you'd brought up recently called Wrinkles the Clown. Oh yes. thought that was interesting that... It's a documentary, so it's about this guy who dressed up as a clown, but he found out that he wasn't really making any money being like your typical birthday clown. Like an entertainer, really. Yeah, so he started putting like a (laughs) twisted edge on it, and he's a scary clown on purpose, and he's been doing it for years in this town in Florida. I forgot which town. And, you know, people hire him to scare Right, like literally, like one scene is, I guess the people that called him let him in the house, and they put him. The kid had like a, a bed with like a big ass drawer underneath, and he was the trundle. Remember that the he, trundle. He was hiding in it, and then of course the video footage has him sneaking out of it, of course, and uh, very eerie. And of course, it, it becomes like a myth and a legend, almost like your Slender Man type thing. You know, he's is he real or right. is it just pretend? Who is it? And yeah, he's it, never been unmasked before. Right. So pretty interesting. Uh, and, and apparently, he's made a pretty good trade at it. So, and looking at his costume, it's it's pretty eerie. It looking. is, and the mask is insane. Like. So I kind of get it. Like, you know, if you're not making it as a regular Joker, uh, then why not go and uh, scare him out best you can, like Pennywise? Yeah. I mean, I... He's going to get the... I, I, I don't like clowns, and I don't like those ventriloquist dummies. Those are, like, two things... That really upset me, and I think you, yeah, you missed my episode where I talked about mannequins and all that. Oh, well, oh yeah, and mannequins. What was that movie? The um, where they had all those mannequins in that uh, tourist trap. Yeah, tourist trap. Oh my god! So yeah, like Dead Silence it had the the puppets. What was the one with uh, Hannibal Lecter, where he had the ventriloquist twist on magic? It? Yeah, he was he. That one was freaky. Like so. I've warned him that he will be divorced and kicked out of the house if he does this to me. See, she she says this no. I right? this is legit, like actual. I will divorce him and send him to live, probably with but my it, parents. But it, but it makes no sense because we have to rewind a few years to when we went to this like. Uh, Field of Screams. It's a haunted PA. attraction. And so, like, we're in this house that has all these strobe lights. And, and crazy I also don't floors. like aliens with the big eyes. So, unknown to us, in the house, like, we're walking through this thing with everyone else. Uh, there's secret passageways, and there's these people dressed up as, like, basically your killer clowns from outer space type suits. So, I'm behind her, <laughs> and, and, like, I'm, I'm a few paces behind her because I'm just like making sure I'm not tripping over myself 
Well, this side door opens up and this clown comes out. He's initially looking to scare me. But I'm like, I already know what I take the opportunity, the, the character that I am. Uh, and I say, no, no. And this sign language, I'm like, eh, eh, eh. So, like, he gets up behind her and she's reaching back for my hand and grabs his, like, big ass mitt. You know, and she it's turns It's like a ra- fake rubber hand. So, like, at first she screams and the clown's like, he, 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 you know, he's laughing and thing. But then she, like, starts hawing and beating his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that. He's here to entertain. So, you know, I, I don't really think she'll divorce me as much as it should probably kill me. So. Oh, so you're more worried about your your death then? (laughs) My life is more at stake here. Okay. When it comes to the fight or flight, I fight. (laughs) Yeah, she does. I've realized that because I've been in a couple of scary situations. Now that's just you know being scared at a haunted house, but I've come in a couple of like, and I'm also really oblivious half the time so that helps she's also me. a magnet like at that same place you know we're on this hayride and these guys got these chainsaws that are real but they don't have any teeth on them obviously so like the guys like up there were all packed in this big ass wagon or whatever it is and i could just look over at missy and she <laughs> she's like a beacon Neko. of like neko She's just a beacon of like, hey, come fuck with me. And exactly that's what happens. Because like she has that fuck with me look on her face. So she's just a magnet for shit like that. So even if it meant my life, the price would be priceless to see that happen. So Wrinkles, I'm talking to you. I'm going to give you a call. All right. So the other trailer we got to that we were, I had to wait for because your ass was out at sea is Little Women. Yeah, I have a hard time pulling up any kind of video when I'm out there. Uh, they actually blocked YouTube now, but before, it would just be so slow that, and our bandwidth is ridiculous, it would just be so freaking slow that it would take t- 20 minutes for one video well, to load. plus, you wanted to talk about it. Like, you you were a fan of the original. I, I never saw I've the original read, movie. Let's see, it's not even the original movie. I read the, the book almost every year at Christmas. It's a Christmas-type feel to it and I love Little Women like I there's it's one of the most this is gonna sound it's one of the most feminist novels and it was written so long ago and it's so forward thinking about these women and their family and you see their their happiness their success you see like Let's be fair, like, there's really very little I'm interested in this Except for Emma Watts. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) But for me, it's... I've been exposed. Exposed? Yeah, that's how we call it in Denver, Bronco, Terry. Exposed. We make fun of the Patriots. Um, They've been exposed. See, for me, this this story, I, I think I read it for the first time when I was in ninth grade, and I fell in love with it. A lot of literature that I read in... Uh, maybe it was just something about being 14 but like when just my ninth grade year was filled with beautiful stories and Little Women was one of them and it's something I like to come back to and I honestly seeing Emma Watson as Meg I like it she's got that Meg is the oldest and she is you know very mothering loves her sisters has a big heart and I just I really see Emma pulling that off, and um, 
you know, there's there's a lot, if you've never read the story or seen any, because when you say the original, you're talking about the one with Winona Ryder. That's not even the original. There's several adaptations. It's... That's the most well-known. The most, yeah, the most well-known. And it's, it's a fabulous story. And you see these women, um, you know, it starts off where the father is away at war. So you see they're they're living well, but they, they they've got this huge family and this huge house and they're always trying to stay up with society, but then they're still kind of like reaching and grasping to be like society. It, it's just so interesting and you every every woman in that story is more than just a woman, and it was something we were seeing in the trailer. It's a very Emma movie. It is a very Emma movie. Emma probably likes the book, too. Oh, yeah. It's... There is a a line in the book that uh, women are... What was it? Women are more than... Capable of more than just love. Emotional. Yeah. And that book is written to show that. And I like that Emma is playing Meg because it is way different than what I think her she real character is. She actually has a very is. good line in that, which I'm kind of happy about, because Joe's trying to convince her to run off and just do their own thing, but Emma's like, you know... That's not Emma's line, that's the book's line. Alright, but the line of her character, mm-hmm. and she's just basically like, you know, just because my dreams are different doesn't mean they're not important. And that's... That's a pretty good line. Meg Meg wanted to be a mother and a wife, and they have a farm that's right by their parents' farm. You know, thanks for spoiling it. Well, I mean, the book's only been out for over a hundred years. I I read it, right? (laughs) This motherfucker don't read. It's public domain. Go, go, just, just. Oh my god! All right, so back to some music. Yeah. Gonna kick off the next block. Mortuary, the Sapiens Order. We'll be back in a little bit. Nice.
Thrash Metal Band Poker Face from Russia and you are listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Alright, DJ Nubis and DJ Neko back with the Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. Getting ready to start up the rock block, Ooh. which also is the return of DJ Neko's pick of the week. Right. Haven't done that in a month or so, so you all had a, a break from that. <laughs> you veto so many of my choices, too. What do you mean I veto? No, I veto some because they don't really fit You're the like, mold. it's not rocky enough. <laughs> Dude, if you guys it's knew... It's too popular. If you knew the shit that she was trying to pass off named Justin Timberlake, I mean, come on. I never said Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Although I do like Justin Timberlake. I'm actually just yanking your chain, but no, there are some stuff that's just a little bit too far out there. But uh, her pick uh, this week is pretty fucking grand, I'll say. Anyway, I've got some stuff from Orbiter, uh, which I really like. Black Mountain, of course, The Who, Helix, and Dead and Wasted, which features some friends of ours in Nomas and Condemn the Infected. So get to hear a little bit of that. And, uh, of course, the pick of the week when we get to it. Going to kick it off with some Orbiter. This is Peace and Rockets. This has a very... 90s nostalgia alternative rock feel vibe about it check it out we'll be back
Shepard, and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Heavy Metal Love, DJ Nubis and DJ Neko with you on Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. Sorry, I had my mouth full. <laughs> She's like totally engaged elsewhere right now. But we're at that point of the rock block, DJ Neko's pick of the week. Uh-huh. Would you like to explain to him what it is and why it's been chosen? So this week, I chose the Toadies Possum Kingdom. And one of the reasons I chose it was actually because of DJ Anubis. I mean, I've, I've knew of the song. I think it came out before we met, um, in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, I always liked the song. It's just a cool, like alternative rock song, but. Yeah. The thing that always stood out about this particular track was, you know, it's, it's, 
it's a catchy tune, but then like when you really <laughs> break it down with the lyrics and the video, it's like very demented and morbid. Yeah. So like you know, it, it's just one of those things. And when the night that we were kind of like revisiting our old favorites, we were just sitting by the TV on YouTube, like listening to all the stuff. Where I'm like, we're both sitting there trying to think of songs that you know you don't really hear much anymore. And one of them was that one, which I forever it took me forever to figure out what the fuck it was. Uh, I did have the record by them, but, you know, I just don't play that often, so... Well, you had given me, um, when we first met, you would make me um, mix CDs, but you also gave me, it was an ESPN, uh, like, ultimate mix, and it had, like, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Higher Ground on it, it had this song, it was the X Games or something. Yeah, yeah. So you had given me that CD, and... um, I just listened to that CD like crazy. I listened. I don't even know if I ever gave it back to you. It's probably still in my CD case back from 2002. But I hear the song and I'm instantly transported back to my, you know, 2001 green Dodge Neon. (laughs) Popping in my CD, in my, uh, my new CD player because I had to get a new CD player because my CD player was stolen out of my car. Oh my god, that was amazing. Those were the those, days. Those were the days. So, this pick of the week is really dedicated to my early 20s listening to some nostalgic 90s alternative tunes. And then it br- brought brought back memories by my husband. Yeah. So here we go. Enjoy, folks. Audio jump. Attention, please. Be prepared for a musical transformation that you've never felt before. In a moment, we will bring you on a journey like there's no tomorrow. And we will break new ground. Hailing from the land below the wind. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ladies and gentlemen, Audio Jump. Let's welcome DJ Neko's pick of the week. Make up your mind Decide to walk with me Around the lake tonight Around the lake tonight show you my dark secret 
elbow with the bandy thorn. You're listening to the Hordes of Chaos only on Metal Tavern Radio. Pump it. DJ New is here to pump you up. <laughs> all right. So, that ends the rock block. Hope you all enjoyed that. It's so funny, the liner that was just Bidey Thorn. Every, I think I might have slight dyslexia, but every time I see the name of the band, I say dethroned. Right. I, I don't know why. Because it looks so close. Yeah, I think I'm, when I first was listening to them and trying to decipher what their name was. I kept saying Dethorned when it was Dethroned. Or Dethorned is what they were, but Dethroned is what I kept mm-hmm. saying. So already I fucked it up, so you see that. But I, I, for, I Forever. I'm like, it's Dethroned. No. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, so one of the things we wanted to talk about before you left, among other things we've already talked about, it's was... It's so hard. I'm only here for a few weeks and we got to get it all in. Right. So... Uh, there's a recent Patrick Swayze doc. Yes. And, uh, you and I like Patrick Swayze for, for many different reasons. Love. I mean, I've loved him since I was a child. And because I loved him, you know, as a little girl, clearly because he's handsome and he's a great dancer, I've, I've always been a dancer myself, it just, you know, clearly so into Patrick Swayze when I was nine years old watching Dirty Dancing that I... Or was it seven? I can't remember. What year? 89 did it come out? Mm-hmm. So, nine years old. That... She saw her first penis. That was Roadhouse. Oh. Yeah, there's no penis no, in... Dirty Dancing, that would be 87. Okay, so when whenever Dirty Dancing came out on VHS is when I saw it. So, let's say 88. I fell in love with... Because I love the dancing, everything. And I... My girlfriend and I both, we just started watching Patrick Swayze... Not the what was the one in the dock the skating one, Skate Time USA. I, I'd never I heard about. But my girlfriend and I were obsessed, obsessed with Patrick Swayze. That you know Roadhouse. No ten year old should be watching Roadhouse. By the way, it is not appropriate for children. But yeah, butts and penises. But well, yeah, naked smoking on the roof. We were like zooming in on the butt. And then at the end, when he and, and uh, what's her face? Jumped- yeah, they were they were pausing like you know the same way you us guys would do with like the Playboy channel back. Well, it's all yeah, it's all fragmented, and you're like, oh yeah, I think I a saw boob. boob. <laughs> yeah, we would pause in Roadhouse, the part where he runs naked and jumps into the water at the very end, and we're like, oh, penis. That's the first penis I ever saw, Patrick Swayze's. You lost your visual virginity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a really good documentary, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of things in there no one really, I didn't even really realize with his relationship with his mother, and just, like, how much dancing took part in his, his life His mother was a, was a dancer, and she ran a ballet school. Patrick Swayze was a ballerina, like, a legit ballerina, and he, or is it ballerino, they say for men, I don't know, a male ballet dancer, and he actually, his wife, she is a dancer as well 
they both went to New York and were dancing in different um, ballet yeah, companies. Yeah, they said that he probably would have been a dancer if not blown out his knee. So three times, right. three surgeries on his knees, and then so just think about that for a minute. You probably wouldn't have seen him as an actor and you know, all the movies he was in. Some of them are really damn good, but. He would have been a dancer if he would have chosen that because that's really where his passion was. Well, they do say ballet dancers, not just men, but women too, have a very short lifespan because, or career lifespan, because of the damage it does to your body. Um, A lot of people don't realize what being in point shoes does to a woman's body, feet, etc. It's literally like paper mache inside of the shoe and the women learn how to balance themselves on it so they have to have super strong ankles and legs but not only that some of them they don't even use padding like when i i am not a ballerina i did ballet for many years and i only did point for a few years because it's hard it's harder than doing ballet in soft shoes a lot of these real legit ballerinas don't even put stuffing in their shoes they go like foot in the shoe with the hard block and they've they built up such calluses that they can do it same thing with the men have to be able to lift these women at the blink of an eye which is insane anyway um when you see that he was a ballet dancer he that's how he got so you know meticulous and and perfect at his fl- his fight choreography. When which you they think pointed about out, yeah. like when it came to uh, Tu Wang Fu, which has helped enable him to get to the part because he knew how to walk mm-hmm. the heels. But uh, it's a well worth it doc to check out. I believe it's on AMC. And it's called I Am Patrick Paramount, Swayze. Paramount. Paramount. That's right. Paramount. Sorry. Uh, definitely check it out when you get a chance. I think they replayed here and there. Yeah, don't know for how long, but I recorded it for her because she wanted to really see it. So I think the one thing that out of the documentary that I I did not realize how um, how his father's death affected him so much, and um, it's sad to see such a beautiful, talented person be so filled with. Uh, anxiety trying to please his family and please his parents and then you you just kind of see like what an, a beautiful vulnerable man he was i i love everything about him um one of a very non-well-known movie is um one last dance and it's he and his wife in it together and they're both dancing doing modern dance it's beautiful I mean, Roadhouse is beautiful, too, but this is beautiful in a different way. Roadhouse is much more beautiful. (laughs) All right. Well, now we're going to get to the contest question that we talked about earlier. All right. Uh, We're going to reiterate that when you've heard this episode and you've heard the question, do not answer publicly. Uh, The winner will get to choose whatever banner artist they want for either one of four things, I think. you got a bracelet, a necklace... Uh, earrings. Earrings or the denim pin. Okay. Or if you want a keychain. Five things. Yeah, the keychain. I forgot about that one. So uh, the photos that I put up are just examples. They're not saying that's what you're going to get if you uh, actually win the contest. You have to be the first one to PM me privately on my on either my page or on Metal Tavern. Uh, I'll check to see when they're posted so I know exactly who was first. 
those will be the winners. So, the question being posed to you is actually more of a rock question. However, it's something that not everybody knows. And it's a two-parter, so you have to get both. Uh, they're all tied in. So, first is, what was Van Halen's original name? So, before they settled on Van Halen, they were called another band. Second part of that is, who was the musician that discovered them? So, first is, what was their original name? And the second part is, is who discovered them? I'll give you guys a hint. No. It's not Horn. Yeah. It's not Jonathan Davis. I know he does a lot of discovering, but it wasn't him. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, they did discover Limp Bizkit, so. Mm -hmm. All right. Back to the music. Um, speaking of Corn, we got some brand new stuff from them. My favorite track for the new record called Nothing, I believe, or The Nothing. Uh, this is called Can You Hear Me. Can you dig it? Yes, I can dig it very much. Here we go. Corn on the cob who needs a new job.
DJ Newest and DJ Neko back with you on Meltdown Radio Podcast. Alright. My, my co-host just cannot handle pain. No, whatsoever. neither. <laughs> DJ Anubis is so full of crap. But we also need to settle a, uh, a debate here. Where is the most painful place to get a tattoo? I've heard. Besides your genitals, but... The back. Depending. Like, it, sometimes it comes down just to coloring. Uh, knuckles. Uh, neck area. I can only imagine the lips inside or any other genital area being see i would never get anything um this is i have one tiny tattoo on my wrist and it's a it's a little bit further up than directly on my wrist behind my hand and the reason i did that was because i was worried about typing and uh, washing my hands and using a mouse so i have like maybe a two inch space between my hand and my my tattoo because they say people who get uh hand tattoos and finger tattoos it, because you're washing your hands or you're using your hands or whatever, they tend to, to just fade super fast. Now, I've had mine for nine years, and it, it I mean, I guess it could use a little touch-up, but it's not that bad. It looks almost, you know, and the two that you have on your forearms, they look really good, especially the demon one. Um, that one had a lot of detail in it. Yeah, these, all of them were done back in 97, so you figure it's been well over 20 years, and they still held up, I mean... Technically, it could probably get touched up, but really, they, for the most part, they've held up. Your, just fine. I would, your Black Panther, I would touch up before your demon because only it's because not his quite eyes are actually supposed to be green and the mouth is a little bit red, but he's just not as black. He's more like a gray panther now. So, you know, when it comes to TV shows, uh, getting off of the tattoo thing, when it comes to t- TV shows, one of our favorites has been NCIS. And I really didn't get into this till like, maybe year season four, because I just, you know, I was doing other things at the time. But over the course of the years, obviously, grow to, like... Uh, Sorry, my phone's making noises. Yeah. I mean, if you paid attention. I am paying attention! But you grow to, like, certain characters, and, of course, the last couple of seasons, we've lost so many of the diehard characters that were there. Mm-hmm. Uh... Tony Donozo and of course Ziva David. David. Uh, David. Uh, you know what's funny though is NCIS has no problem killing somebody. <laughs> no, I mean, sure. at all. No. Like Kate gone after one season. Uh, the red haired. No, um, she wasn't. What? Not one season. It was one or two. It was like early three seasons. on. Yeah. Um, the, the one director. Yeah. The red haired director. I mean, dead, Lauren gone. Holly, yeah, gone. everybody's gone, gone, um, gone. And then, of course, like, yeah, yeah. So they just they've got like sort of a new roster now. The only originals really are McGee and Gibbs. Uh, so a couple of years ago, uh, Coda De Pablo uh, left, who played the character of Ziva. She was a fan favorite, just like uh, Tony was. Uh, I can't remember the character, the actor's name. Shit. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, word is that Ziva will be returning this upcoming season for at least four episodes. So that's so kind they of su- exciting. But see, they supposedly killed her off, but they did see. I knew they did that when we watched that episode because they didn't have like any proof that she was dead. They just said that she was dead because they thought she died in a bombing. But because she's so good at being who she is and her job, she just disappeared. That's what she does, though. Mm-hmm. They had a hunter down once before just to find her, but 
it's kind of going to be the same way, but I'm I'm really excited. I like that character, and maybe he Tony. Loves Eva. So maybe Tony makes his way back because they have a kid now. They have yeah. a kid now. Yeah. Got a little booty action going on there with that. The 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 um tension, the sexual tension between the two of them and the kidding around. It was forever. It was for years. Uh, another thing is uh, the Amon Amarth documentary, uh, The Pursuit of Vikings. Like Someone told me about this. I didn't, wasn't even aware of it, but they've got a doc out. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't either, but we're mm. probably going to find a way to watch that if possible. Uh, big Amon Amarth fans. I saw them recently back in May for Slayer uh, yeah, on their sure. final tour. <laughs> DJ Neko missed out on that just by a few days. Actually. My mom gave DJ Anubis these tickets for okay. Christmas, and it was Slayer, Amon Amarth, Cannibal Corpse, and Lamb of God. And Lamb of God, all star, ultimate cast, great lineup, wonderful. Um, uh, it was what day was it? It was like a the fifteenth. Yeah, it was like a Wednesday. Yeah, I left on the twelfth. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. That's one downer of my job. Um, if I really want to do something, well, I well, you made a boarded because we weren't sure if you're going to be there for that. Mm-hmm. One, but you did make that show, which was a lot of fun. Hades it was. Divinity was there. Uh, oh, we bought Cretopsy was there. I, we bought all those T-shirts too. Yeah. Um, but you know, Amon Amarth. Every time we've seen them, it's a- we've actually kind of been lucky that we've seen them at the Fillmore. So it's it's not a huge venue. It's a nice venue, and you have like they certainly can't pull off what they did at. That's what I was getting ready to say. Like we, it was very intimate. Like we were right there. I could like breathe on. They had everything. They had the boat. And they had this. You saw you saw a theater, like a real production. You got the boat. You got the Loki. You got the hammer. You got all the pyrotechnics. You got it all. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, so we're going to get back to the music uh, This next blog, I got brand new stuff from a band called The Road Pretty cool band Also got some classic stuff from Enslaved yeah. and Dark Angel Remember when they call, they sang happy birthday to you? Oh yeah, that was great It's too bad it. st- Well, we tried to, but somebody was fucking drunk <laughs> I give her a lot of shit So were they things. Yeah, but they're not the one filming, they're singing <laughs> But they did sign a nice poster for me, and they did sing Happy Birthday, so that was really cool. Good they sang it twice. Yeah. And they signed your, your album. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that, that poster is nice. It's red. Yep. That's all coming down. That was coming down to the metal cave? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, here's the road with Implode.
from Montreal, Canada. This is Bobby G from Mad Parish. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you. Anubis can't handle Neko being home. That's all there is. 
I'm just so overwhelmed that she's home. So anyway, here I am. Here she is. And this brings a close to another episode of The Hordes of Chaos. And it's very chaotic today, evidently. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're about ready to shoot ourselves out to go see Snipers of Babel. Well, we'll give you a full review next week on the We Have Snipers of Babel tonight. We've got... Um, it's no Moths no tomorrow. Moths tomorrow. Pig Destroyer. Pig Dest well, is Pig Destroyer playing both nights? Yeah, they're playing tonight and then they're playing tomorrow, but it's, we're seeing the one We're tomorrow going tomorrow no night to see No Moths. It's just fun to see people that we've, you know, we, we call friends who are starting to just really have some success, you know. I'm... I'm really happy for them. So anyway, back to the music. Yeah, we're going to close out with one last track from a track provided by Inverse Records, a band called Shade Crown. This is Rain's Edge, and we will see you all later. Woo!